welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. I'm Luke Hare. Hey, I'm Shannon Strucci. Hey, Shannon. Thank you for uh, joining me for our Fantastic Four, the movie special. Oh, no problem. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Not not that excited about this movie, I guess. Yeah, it it is certainly a uh, movie. For people who've listened to the podcast for a while... I'm usually a fan of different takes on the Fantastic Four, and this movie, not, well, no, this movie, like, I was there for, like, half the movie, it's like, okay, you're you're getting Doctor Doom wrong, but after the point where they get back from their initial trip, it just goes off the rails in horrible ways. Yeah, so do you have any prior experience with the Fantastic Four, Shannon? Um, I've seen, I saw the first movie and I've forgotten, I think, all of it. I remember there was, like, Dr. Pepper product placement, and that's all I remember. And I've seen, like, parodies of it, like, Mm -hmm. uh, Professor Impossible and the Venture Brothers. Yeah. And I think I, like, if there was, like, was there an old Fantastic Four cartoon or something? Like, I've never read the comics, but... Well, and then there was the, uh, Arrested Development bit, if you saw the Netflix season. Yeah, yeah, in season four. Uh, have you ever... I'm familiar with the characters, but I've never, like, gotten into it or, like, read them. It, it's... Weird that the Roger Corman movie that was never released is the most true version that there is <laughs> to the material. Like, sometime I'll have to get you on to uh, discuss that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, this movie was uh, directed by Josh Trank. And do you want to run down some of the movie info? Yeah, he, um, well, I think the only other feature he's directed is Chronicle, uh, which he did, which Max Landis wrote a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then Fox was like, here's a bunch of money to do Fantastic Four. And I, and I did a bunch of reading about behind the scenes and it was just like a disaster. Like allegedly, uh, like it was filmed in Louisiana for like tax cut purposes. And allegedly he did, he and his dogs did over like a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to this house he stayed in. And he like defaced photos of like the landlord. And he was like really mean to people on set and like really like, this is all like, like EW and like sites like that. But I, I would assume it's true. And so he was really hard to work with. And then the studio kept trying to change stuff and there were a ton of reshoots and it's just like, it's just awful. It's just a huge mess. Yeah. And then like the night before it came out, he denounced the movie saying that if it was his version, it wouldn't be getting all the horrible reviews. Cause like at mm-hmm. the last time that I checked it as a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, which it's always important to remember that it is not the quality of the movie, it's the percentage of critics who like the movie. <laughs> That's what's important. Yeah, because there's a difference between, like, you could probably do an art house film that if it had a lot more people watching it, it would have horrible reviews, but it would not necessarily be a bad movie. But you talk a lot about that in your movie uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, it's not it's not so much like good or bad, it's whether you can get something from it. And I like the the Lars von Trier film Antichrist, I like and it's got like a fifty percent. Some stuff's just polarizing. Mm-hmm. But once you get like below ten percent, like it's sort of hard well or like Troll Two has a zero and that's one of the most entertaining movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I will say I've seen a lot of uh movies that were good but they weren't especially memorable and unfortunately Fantastic Four was memorable. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna forget sitting through it. Yeah, <laughs> the theater it, just being like, "What is that?" Like, there's, there's not even like a real narrative. There's no like, like, no, like I was, I kept thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy, which I, which I had like no prior experience with, and I loved. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to that movie, and like on a lot of different levels. And this was just like the most flat, horrible, like it, 
It's a perfect airline movie in a lot of ways because <laughs> you can fall asleep. Yeah, you can fall asleep it. during it. I didn't hate the movie. I mean, I I sort of went in wanting to be able to just hate this movie and find it completely mm-hmm. irredeemable because that's what I wanted because I like the Fantastic <laughs> Four's characters and that's not what this was. No. Well, I liked because uh, like I, I was reading about what Trank said about it and he talked about being influenced by like Cronenberg and Steven Spielberg and yeah. like, Tim Burton, which I didn't see at all at any po- at any point. But like at the beginning where they're like they're little kids and the music is very Spielberg. And then, like, the scene where uh, Miles Teller is, like, strapped down and everything's, it's, like, creepy and Body sad. horror, yeah. Like, it was great. And then, the re- and because I, I already, I had watched the Half in the Bag on this, um, the Red Letter Media Review, and they talked about Kate Mara's wig. And, yeah. it, and that's, like, all I could see the entire movie. It's, her, it's just, like, her, the editing is so awkward. Her hair changes from scene to scene. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, especially the colors of it, because there's, like, the one scene where her uh, dad... Uh, like comes in to talk to her as she's using her powers and it's like wow it looks like your hair is literally made out of corn silk in this scene and then the <laughs> next one it's like you've got two wigs put on top of each other and then it's like yeah. the scene after it's normal hair again it's like how many millions of dollars were spent on this movie for it to look awful <sighs> yeah it, it's certainly not a complete flop of a movie it's certainly not a failure of a movie Mm-hmm. But I'd put it along with uh, Man of Steel, where it would be a better movie if it was not an established property. Because yeah, like a weird little indie thing. Mm-hmm. Like there had been a, a sort of similar movie. I'm blanking on the name of it. It was a uh, independent film, like The Ghosts in the Walls or something. I'll look up the name. I saw it last year at the uh, Sci-Fi Movie Marathon here in Columbus, and. It was like about this guy trying to reach out to other planets, and it was a lot more of a character piece, and while it did have some issues with sexism, it worked really well. And I got vibes this could have been similar to that movie, mm. but it, it felt at the same time too devoted to making it a comic movie, and at the same time trying to make it its own thing. Yeah, it's just like this Frankenstein of stuff where you can see where there was going to be a creepy Cronenbergian weird sci-fi film but then, like, he's, you hear, like, it's clobbering time out of nowhere. Oh, or, like, God. at the end, it's like, that was fantastic. Oh, we're the Fantastic Four. And it's just, it falls so flat. Yeah, it, it's... Like, the rest of this movie was nothing like that. It, it It's so weird. And, I mean, you mentioned the it's clobbering time. And the fact that it came from his abusive brother. Which, <laughs> uh, it, that, oh, yeah. I didn't think about... Yeah. Continuity. Like, yeah. Continuity-wise, I mean, that just pisses me off because, like, his brother and him were in a gang and his brother died in a gang and that's why he went into the Air Force and he loved flying planes and he was such a complex character. Like, The Thing is one of my favorite characters of all, like, literature and pop culture and stuff. And here he... He's not the smart guy. And he lives in a junkyard. He's Jewish, which I did appreciate that they put in there. But, like, beyond that, I guess he's completely fine being a rock monster who wears no pants and kills people. <laughs> yeah, he's just naked the whole time. Was he's crazy. got no rock dick. And just sad. Yeah. Just sad and angry. And I was like, was Reed looking for him or was he not? Because everyone's mm-hmm. mad at Reed and then Reed is like, sorry, but he was obviously trying to fix stuff. And then, like, at the beginning, they don't really fully explain anything when they get their powers. It yeah. just sort of happens. And, and I... Like, 
that would be fine, but they're, they, like, spend so much time, like, establishing the sort of pseudoscience for this and making yeah, it Yeah, they put about. so much effort into it, and then it's just like, like, why does Sue Storm get it? There's just, like, a blue shockwave that isn't even the green stuff? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. Why is it is she invisible? What does that have to do with what happened? It's like rocks were thrown at Ben, so now it's just, like, it doesn't... Well, nothing- it's like the whole movie could have been condensed to, like, 30 minutes... And then or, you could have had something else happen. Or you could do it in a credit scene with a montage. I mean, yeah. like, that's what they like, did. Wa- like, the Watchmen, the, the opening to that. Or, like, even, like, the Fantastic Four animated series. You see them go into space, you see cosmic <laughs> rays hit them, you see them get their powers, and now the the Fantastic Four. That is literally mm-hmm. all you need, because it's so much more about the character relationships, and here you don't really get that, except... I guess Doom is attracted to Sue for a really <laughs> undeveloped love triangle. For no reason. Yeah, and uh, Ben is sort of angry at Reed, but that's never really developed. And, like, even Ben and Reed's friendship is not that well established. They just built stuff together. Yeah. it's that's like, like it. Do you watch Gravity Falls? Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, most of the first season, I think. Ah. Season two, you uh, see one of Stan's relationships when he was a kid, and it's very similar in a lot of ways, but it is established so much better in less time <laughs> than the Reed and Ben relationship. What else was wrong with this movie? Uh, Doctor Doom being like weirdly <laughs> fused to his costume. Like That was weird. I feel like his eyes were too close together, the little green dots. I thought he looked silly. Yeah, he, he well, was scary, like exploding people's heads and stuff. But I thought he looked kind of. And that came out of like nowhere. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm I'm going to start. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name. The Cronenberg uh, head splody movie. Oh, scanners. Yeah, he he starts scanning people <laughs> from out of nowhere, and it's like that is not Doctor Doom. That is evil head explodo man. <laughs> yeah, got, it's like weird Darth Vader or something. Just like, for you know. Doctor Doom is not supposed to be a complex character. He's a monarch who practices magic, who also knows technology, who messed up his face trying to save his mom from hell. And he also hates Reed because Richards is a fool compared to Doom. That is literally all you need to establish there, and instead we get... He drops out from society, he has a beard, he's from Latveria, (laughs) and... I guess he's sometimes angry about the environment, but then he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, what even was that? That was, like, the most, like, half-hearted, he's like, our Earth is awful. It's like, but, it's like, oh, yeah, the, the, something that was big with me about this movie, it's like, show don't tell, and all they did was tell. Yeah. It's like, like, there was nothing subtle, there was nothing that was, like, slow build, or, like, really tied together thematically. It was just like, our Earth is awful, and I have a new Earth in, like, five minutes, and that was, like, oh, it was, (sighs) yeah. And you've, well, that's what you get with an actor named Miles Teller. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Who is, in some scenes, was so good, and then, what did he say at the end? Hold on, I, like, wrote it down. Uh, He's like, we have to stop him, and it was awful. Yeah, and... Talking about dude, and it's like, because, like, if you've seen Whiplash, it's it's a great movie, and Miles Teller does a great job, and he can act, and then there's some scenes, like, where he was scared or upset, but then, like, towards the end, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, they they had to resort to punching at the end, which seemed really shitty. It's like, mm-hmm. if Doom really liked his own planet so much, I would have been fine having him, like, take the teleporter and just go off to his own world, but 
it's like for some reason he's like, oh, screw the earth, I'm going to blow it up now. And mm -hmm. and that wasn't yeah. even built, like if you had been building that up the whole movie, you know, oh no, he's going to destroy the earth, but it's just like the last ten minutes. Yeah, it's like, the, it's like oh, oh no. we, have, we have to put in some sort of crisis into yeah, the movie. Yeah, so stupid. I did not like this movie. This movie has made more money than I will make in my entire life. <laughs> It's still, it's still considered a flop. I don't know if they're going to do a sequel. Uh, they haven't officially canceled the sequel yet. I guess we'll see. It's just... It's so uneven tonally. It's, it feels longer than it is. Like, not a lot happens. I, and I was excited about the cast, too, because I love Teller. And the guy who plays Doom, I think, is in this Guy Ritchie movie called Rock and Rolla. That, like, isn't a... And I, I liked him a lot in that, and I've never seen him anything else. Wasn't he also in Chronicle, though? The, no, the guy who played uh, Doom, not the guy who played Johnny Storm. I don't think he's in Chronicle. No, I thought uh, uh, the I guy who wrong. played Doom was the uh, emo kid who turned evil in Chronicle. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Johnny Storm was really good, and so was uh, Franklin Richards, or Franklin uh, Storm as well. Like, they were high points yeah. of the movie, but neither of them really got a lot to do. No, and I was like, oh... Oh, is he gonna? Oh, yeah, he's gonna. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It and it was like they sort of seemed like they wanted to set other stuff up, like with the uh, Baxter board. And I was sort of like, oh, are you going to start hinting at other stuff? Because like Harvey, the mm -hmm. guy who was sort of the dickish guy, I think was a reference to Mole Man. So it's like, oh, is Doom like going to warp his body and make him into a grotesque monster? No, he gets uh, scanners. <laughs> He got, just like the dickish government guy, Yeah, he got a lot of screen time. Like a weird amount of screen time. He was in this movie a lot, just saying a lot of stuff. I was like, okay, can we be doing something else? You know? uh, yeah, I... I like that actor. Yeah, because he was also in uh, the Marvel Incredible Hulk movie. I haven't seen any of those. Uh, they're not horrible, but... Yeah, it... This movie is such a weird mess, because I, I was going along with it, going along with it. Even the stuff on the alternate planet, I was fine with. And then when they come mm -hmm. back, turning the team into murdering military <laughs> weapons and everything that happened after that, it lost me. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the mission statement of this movie is. I, I want to see what it originally was, regardless of whether it was good or not. But, like, before all the studio... And regardless of whether Trank is just, like, a jerk, mm -hmm. or if he actually was... You know, it did have, like, a, a vision for it. I would love to see the a, a more, like, Cronenberg-y, scary, weird sci-fi film, rather than, like, oh, we're fantastic, it's clobbering time. Oh, like, we, like, so uneven, totally. Yeah. So, and, the, and the edits are really awkward in certain scenes, like, you can tell stuff was inserted, not mm -hmm. just because of the the wig and stuff. And I missed yeah. this, but I was reading, I was looking at reviews and someone talked about Miles Teller's facial hair varying throughout the movie. Yeah. And I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Well, in like some scenes he had really bad acne. Like they really <laughs> had no time for uh, makeup or like they were trying to go for that sort of disheveled look for him. But, mm. Oh, the thing that made me laugh was the uh, scene where the thing comes after uh, Reed when mm -hmm. Reed's been, like, camped out in South America, and Reed just, or the thing punches him in the face, and you see Reed doesn't really react, he just falls backwards instead. <laughs> like, they it's couldn't, like, like, they didn't even sync that up all that well. 
There's no force. He just, oh, he hits it and then falls back. It's not, <laughs> there's no force behind it. Like, I laughed at... There was bad ADR, too. There's something, Victor Von Doom says something when they're all talking in the lab, and it's like his mouth moving is obviously saying something else. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was, and, like, they had to change it, and, and it's just like... And I, I feel like if I had been the editor on this movie, I would have just lost my mind. Because at yeah. a certain point, I know I bet there was stuff that they just couldn't fix. Whoever yeah. was editing this, and it's just like, I'm sorry. My, uh, my teacher back in, uh, like, college, he had used to uh, work on editing movies, and he had talked about one that he had done where he had to literally edit out every scene where the main character was talking because he could not act. <laughs> and so they just had to cut to another scene because the director wasn't seeing that until they had finished shooting. And so they just had to voice over and edit that. But That sounds yeah, horrible. This, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, this movie, um, not, not the absolute worst. I mean, we have not had a purely shitball movie come into <laughs> the theaters for pretty obvious reasons, but it, it, it's disappointing. I, I, I couldn't find a lot to like in it. I think the story behind it's very interesting about, like, maybe them rushing to make it before they lost the rights, I think, and then, like, well, Trank being really hard to work with. I thought the uh, rights going to be lost was what happened with the, like, original Corman movie, where they had, like, literally two weeks to make the movie. That's what happened with that. I think with this one, they were just... Or maybe maybe not... I can't remember what I was reading earlier. Yeah. Or just, like, maybe after it, like, um, tanking, they might let the rights revert back to to Marvel and yeah. Disney. I don't know. I, I think they're going to, like, announce four other Fantastic Four movies, and then, just like they had announced a whole bunch of sequels to The Amazing Spider-Man, and then it'll be, oh, well, we'll sell it back to you, but you have to give us money for all of these movies that aren't going to be made. Mm-hmm. But it's dropped like 78% in the second week, the amount of uh, ticket sales, which is a new record. <laughs> so, Yeah, it's got like Pixels has a higher percentage on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which looks like the worst thing ever. Yeah. God, this, this movie, I'm sorry that you had to see it, but... Uh, I, it's, I watched yeah. yesterday... Um, I watched Mission Impossible 5, then Fantastic Four, then I watched Straight Outta Compton. So it was nice to have the contrast of, like, a really fun movie, and then this movie, and then, like, a really good movie. Yeah, I I liked Mission Impossible 5 a lot, but it was not really... It didn't have any of the big memorable scenes like Mission Impossible 4 Mm -hmm. had, like the uh, Sandstorm. Yeah, but, I mean, it was still a good popcorn movie. But this movie... It was fun. Simon Pegg and any big-budget movie makes me happy. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming on and rapping about the Fantastic Four movie with me. Where can people find you? No problem. Uh, I'm on YouTube under Strucci Movies, and you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Strucci Movies, that's S-T-R-U-C-C-I, and I'm also on my private account on Twitter, our personal account on Twitter is Plenty of Alcoves, which is an Imbruge reference, and I talk a lot about movies and stuff, and yeah, I have a web series that's sort of like a introduction to film, like a very accessible, friendly, you know. Uh, well, thank you for uh, coming on. Multiversal Q normally updates on Sundays, unless something horrible happens. Uh, you can find us at multiversalq.com, at multiversalq on Twitter, uh, multiversalq at gmail.com. We've also got a Tumblr, a Facebook, and we are now on uh, Libsyn. So feel free to catch us out, or 
feel free to check us out. I'm at Coltreg on Twitter, K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Devin, my normal co-host, is F-R- is uh, at Fred O'Fett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And we will see you next week.